Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. You are tuned in um, for some reason. Dan, do you have any clue why they're here? No. <laughs> what are you people doing? Trying all right. to figure that out. Um, all right. So pivot. We need to we need to do something. They're expecting entertainment. Like, They're maybe even expecting a little bit of education. We have to talk? Yeah. Uh, okay, so Reed just right. handed me a piece of paper. He's bailing me out. And on this piece of paper, I have some tepid takes. Tepid. That's mediocre. Are you excited? Are you whelmed? Okay, so here's the thing, listener, dear listener, beautiful, beautiful, dear listener, is that these tepid takes, you guys have been listening to them so much, like our most downloaded episodes. And so we go where where you tell us, where you lead, and this is what you want. Why do you want this from us? We have analytics, and they say this. By definition, when we do these tepid takes and we read these hot news articles, you know, you know, Dan and I don't know what we're talking about. No. We own that. Yep. And yet you want it. So here we are. All right. Let's. Why do you do this to us? Let's do it. Make me talk about things I don't know. Okay, here we go. Number one. Tepid yeah. take number one. Real estate investors optimistic about the future. According to the fall 2023 investor sentiment survey from RCN Capital, conducted by market intelligence firm CJ Patrick Company, most, 72%, of real estate investors say the market is as good or better than it was last year, and 75% expect stability or improvements over the next six months. Only 22% plan to buy more properties than they did a year ago. 39% plan to buy the same number and 39% plan to buy fewer. Most focus close to home. 44% purchase within their hometown and 79% within their home state. Let's disregard that one. Let's go back to the first. Dan, do you think the real estate market is as good or better than it was last year? Um, I think it's a great time to find good deals. I don't think the market is quote unquote good. Or better. Or better. I but hate, you don't find good deals when the market is this is screaming hot, right? See, I think this is this is the fundamental like attribution error, which is we're we're labeling something uh, as good or bad when in fact it is just a thing. The, there is no such thing as a good or bad market. There's merely the right or wrong market given your skill sets, your business plan and your resources. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to sell right now, maybe that's not a great market. It's a bad market if, if you're a seller. If you're trying to buy right now, it's a great market. Reverse this a year ago. If you're trying to buy, maybe it's better. If you're trying to sell, it's maybe better. I don't know. It's like, a great time to buy. It's hard to buy. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, like you said, I mean, the price point on the assets we buy are lower than they were a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's great. Really tough to get the debt. And equity is really distracted by high yield uh, money market accounts. So I think, I think the problem that annoys me with something like this is that 72% of real estate investors say the market is as good or better than it that was last year. doesn't seem right. And, and, and that presumes that every one of them is thinking through the lens of buying real estate. 
And that tells me then do none of these real estate investors own real estate? Because if they did, you would look right now and be like, well, right now is not the time that I want to sell my real estate. Yeah. And I was just at a, um, um, an event, uh, speaking on a panel a couple of weeks ago and the, the MC, the host, whatever you want to call them to kick it off, kind of like pulled the room and it was all people from the real estate space, you know, uh, brokers, agents, investors, you know, people that are involved in this business. And he was like, are you guys optimistic about next year or pessimistic? And may have been like 50, 50. So the fact that this is saying 72% of people say that everything's great. Like, I don't think that's accurate. This other part, 75% expect stability or improvements over the next six months. I agree with that. But what does that mean? I don't know. Like, (laughs) like if I'm a seller, does that mean it's going to get better for me to sell? If that means if I'm a buyer, does that mean it's going to get better for me to buy? It can't because it can't be both. Right. (laughs) And that's that's my point is that like at any point, the the way that you answer this question should always almost should always be 50 50. If you have an equal number of buyers and sellers in a marketplace, 50 percent should say I would prefer this (laughs) this thing to change. And 50 percent would say I'd prefer this thing to change. And they would be different things. Yeah, traditionally when you have 75% of people optimistic, that's when you actually want to get up and leave. That's terrifying. Exit. That's the top. Yeah, and so interesting. But again, I think the the thing to take away from this is that there's no good thing. There's no such thing as a good or bad market. Like people made money in 2008. They made money in 2011. Did they use the same business plan? Did they do the same exact thing? No, they pivoted. They They adjusted. And so. All right. Okay, uh, Democrats introduce bill banning hedge funds from owning single-family homes. This is interesting. So some legislation is coming down the pipeline. They're trying to get it passed that would say hedge funds need to sell off their stock in single-family homes over the next 10 years. And then from there would implement an outright ban. What's your initial thoughts on this? That's never going to pass. Never going to pass. And the proportion of single-family homes that are owned by hedge funds is like super Small. 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 Yeah, this whole wait, narrative wait. that BlackRock is buying all the houses is complete garbage. The, the, the narrative, this is the part that annoys me, is like everybody is talking about how homes are unaffordable for young families and whatnot, and, and you blame the hedge funds and what and it's all not the hedge stuff. funds. It's like that's not, the, that's not the thing. It's a shortage of supply and high interest rates. So that's that's why. If you want to solve the housing problem, build more. That's the solution. Like, no. You, you need more you supply. <laughs> yeah. You have to invert the supply-demand curve. That's the only way to do it. That and, makes no and sense. You're taking, taking hedge funds out of the equation. And I have no, I have no, I have no dog in this fight. Yeah. But it, I look at this it's and I'm like, one, it'll never pass because... Um, money. Money. <laughs> Who's got the money? Hedge funds. <laughs> like, that, that ain't never going to pass. And then two, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so tired of trying to solve things with solutions that don't address the root cause. But it makes a great headline. It makes a great headline. So because this, this is easy to point to and say they are the bad guys. Yeah. And it doesn't fly with the narrative that like developers and if you're in real estate, like you could potentially be a good guy, right? When the truth is that's probably who we need to be incentivizing is the developers and construction so that they can go and actually build more supply. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 that we cannot have narratives where, the landlords and the real estate developers are the good guys. Yeah, pretty much. So. <sighs> Man, these type of takes are getting me irate. I'm pissed. Reed, did you do this on purpose? I Man. think this next one's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. Heart palpitations. Okay, self-made millionaire. <laughs> Whenever I see self-made millionaire, I laugh. 
nobody's self-made. You made a million. The only way you make money is with other people, right? Yeah, who gave it to you? Who gave it At to you? Where'd you get that money person. from? At least one other person gave you that when, money. When I read Self-Made Millionaire, I kind of imagine Barbara Corcoran is sitting in her closet like with funny money. And is she's she just, like, I self-made these millions. Oh, and she's yeah. like cutting coupons. Yeah, if you counterfeit, I guess you could. <laughs> That's the only way you're self-made. Anyways, um, self-made millionaire Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank reveals her golden rule of real estate investing. First of all, is she just a millionaire? I mean, millionaire goes all the way up to just under a billion. So she's not a billionaire. Okay. Well, I I bet she's worth 200 to 300 million. I, if I was her, I'd be, I'd be very upset. I'd be like self-made millionaire. I think you meant to say self-made centimillionaire. I cut a lot of funny (laughs) money. Jason Calcanis does. Okay. That's the only person. So do you guys, do you ever, you listen to all in podcasts? I haven't lately. They every episode turned into a political argument. Political. They go, so I kind of tapped out. They've gone way too political. Yeah. I agree. Um, on Twitter, there is just the funniest damn meme, which is like, "Hey, listen to this podcast with four billionaires and then J- and Jason Calcanis. and he goes and he goes he he takes to the comment and he goes asterisk centimillionaire. That's and then response. he got roasted because they're like, bro, if you have to clarify that you're a centimillionaire, like you've already lost. Anyway, um, we're so off topic here. Barbara. Anyway, Barbara's golden rule for real estate investing, she says, put down 20% and break even in year one. What do you think about this, Dan? Those are, that's all we have to go off of here. I, okay. So um, golden, it looks like there's two because it's numbered. So rule number one is put down 20%. Yep. And rule number two is break even in year one. Yes. What do you do with this? What do you mean by break even? Like not cash flow <laughs> negative or get your money back? Well, here is it like says, your payback? Period? Breaking even early on. Having a tenant cover the mortgage and other monthly costs the owner has okay. is a good indicator that the investment property will do well. I think, well, I think we should qualify this. She because, must be doing like office or something. Right? No, or she, retail? no, she buys apartments in Manhattan. Uh, and so a uh, putting down 20%, like you don't technically have to, it's really expensive. A lot of people probably don't. And in that type of market, I think it's not unheard of to buy something that's cash flow negative initially because it's Manhattan. So I think that's probably wait, 20% is a lot. Is it a single family or yeah, their apartment. No, she's like buying a unit. But oh, they're like, like condo. Yeah. They're like bougie, like oh. multi-million dollar apartments. Okay. Okay. And so these like people don't buy them the same way you buy a C-class property and like, yeah, it's going to yield 5% in year one. It's like, no, it's an apartment in Manhattan. It's an appreciation play. If you're not cash flow negative, that's kind of a bonus. Mm. So I think that this is probably why this makes sense. sense. Um, she, she's going into this because she it says she's like, I'm not looking to make money in years one or two. Yeah. She's it's, playing the long game. And, yep. and honestly, I think that's the best way to play real estate. I think cash flow is great, yeah. and you do you want that, no doubt. Like it's the lifeblood of a healthy business. But if you go into real estate playing, saying like, "Hey, this is going to be worth more than what I bought it for in 15 years," you're probably going to be right. Yeah, and it's. I mean, you got to have you got to have deep pockets to to do this type of thing that she's doing because, like she said, like yeah, break even in year one. Like that's a that's a that's a that's a something you have to strive for. Um, but there's a chance you won't break. Even. There's a really good chance, and you then might you need to bleeding. come out of pocket. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to hold on to that asset for long enough to really uh, reap the rewards, you're going to have to, you know, be able to, you know, uh, cut some checks if you need to. But the nice part about that type of play, that kind of legacy asset, prima location is, you know, those are probably going to be the most liquid 
of an illiquid asset class if times are tough. Like there's always going to be a buyer in Manhattan, mm. right? If you're in Nebraska and you own some properties, like, yeah, maybe no one ever wants to buy it from you. But Manhattan, when times are tough, like you'll find a buyer before anybody else. Well, this is, um, I was, I was talking to a guy the other day about, he, he, he's a broker out in California and he's like, everybody likes to hate on California about how it's overpriced. It's too expensive and all this vacancy stuff. He's like, but the truth is, he's like, I've never had a, a, um, a listing not sell within a month. I was like, oh. How much I mean, do you have to drop the price, though? Doesn't matter. Thing's still sold. Yeah. Where? What area? Um, I think he was in the South Bay. Where's so South Bay? I that's like San Diego, South. LA. Okay, they, San Diego. Region. Yeah, Riverside. Okay, I can see that. I've just heard so much. I don't know. I haven't seen any, like, strong data, but it seems like the population trends are not necessarily moving in the right direction. Mm. So... I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see the the, the, the weather's great so, though. So weather's great. I mean, <laughs> California makes it really the, the legislation makes it really hard to love California, and that's a shame because that is by far. And I can say this because I was born there, and I left there, and then I moved back there, and then I left there again. It is the most <laughs> beautiful state, bar none. But most you gotta, beautiful. You Oh man, Texas boy over here just got a little. Reed little. is flexing, pumping mm. the chest. Yeah, those are fighting words, Anthony. I will. I will take. Okay, he listen, will shoot you. He's from listen, Texas. California has the Sierra Mountains. It has the redwoods. It has ocean. Got Texas ain't got ocean. You got a Gulf, Reed. You got a Gulf. That's a, not ocean. It's a good Gulf though. It's a good Gulf. I'm not we gonna lie. Get, not gonna lie. It's a good golf. We gotta get you a mic, Reed. People yeah, Reed. Need to hear both sides of this argument. You're not getting your fair share. Reed's Reed's over here, like Texas has got an ocean. No, Reed, you got a golf. <laughs> it's connected. Same water. Yeah, that's like saying the Mississippi's connected to the ocean. So we got ocean not up here. The in same thing. How are we, how are we drawing this line? How we, water touches when I water. Go and I is hang that the rule? Out. Water touches water. When <laughs> I water. when I go hang out at the Gulf. I say I'm at the ocean. When I go to the Mississippi rip, River, I do not say that. Well, then you're missing an opportunity because it turns out they're the same thing. Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right, next type of take. JP Morgan appoints Chad Treadway to lead America's real estate sector. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know who this person is. Am I supposed to know Chad Treadway? Um, Good job getting a job, JP Chad. Morgan. Okay, so the interesting thing here is that JP Morgan oversees a portfolio of 74 billion. That's pretty interesting. I don't know what to do with this. I, I this guy got a job and I'm happy for him. Was this a LinkedIn post? Did did Chad Treadway repost this and you're like <laughs> you're like, "Oh, interesting. Let's skip let's skip this one because okay. um I do not think anybody cares. Chad Chad cares. Um <laughs> Right. I, I would I would need to hear those words from Chad himself to believe it. He's not going to talk to you. Mm. The s and I spit on myself a little bit. Sorry. Oh, the, excited. I, got, I started laughing. I don't know why. This either. is a juicy table. Uh, right. That had Let's nothing go. to do with this. The S&P 500 has a diamond in the rough. Ooh. Watch out, tech stocks. Real estate finished November as the second best performing group in the S&P 500 index. The sector added 12%, nipping at the heels of tech's 13% gain. The momentum the momentum was fueled by, as with most everything right now, bets the U.S. Federal Reserve is not only done raising rates, but will begin cutting them next year, just when next year is the new 
debate. Okay, I read that really weirdly. What the fuck I is this 13% okay. for NASDAQ's Tech. up like 60%. Yeah, I, I would need to see exactly how this is breaking out. Like, what are you including? What aren't you including? Um, REITs have been getting their ass kicked and NASDAQ is on a fucking Let's tear. forget that for a second because actually the most interesting part maybe that we can talk about here is, and we are talking just you and I a little bit ago about this, is that, you know, everybody's kind of predicting U.S. Uh, the reserve is going to bring down rates over the next year. I've seen conversations around seven different cuts happening next year. That's what people are kind of softly putting out there. Who knows? What do you think? It's going to happen? I waited until you started putting fluids in your face. You got me mid-drink, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Um, I use um, CME FedWatch tool, which I would suggest everybody do. Um, according to that, 44-ish, I don't know, it's changed a lot, 44%-ish chance of a cut in March. And then I've heard like six cuts for next year. Um, but that's where the money's going. Those are Fed futures that people are trading. A lot of money goes into them. They usually know what's going on. So... There's going to be some cuts. I don't know when they're going to start and how much they're going to do, but consensus seems to be between 100 to 150 basis points before the end of the year. So. When when that particular tool that you're talking about, when it says something like 40% likelihood, is that saying 40% of the respondents think this? or It's not respondents. What it's, is it exactly? Uh, it's tracking futures contracts that are being traded. Mm, okay. And so you can pull probabilities out of that based on who's placing their money where. Gotcha. And so it's, you know... The way it's forty percent high in this case, then it's almost fifty. Okay, so that's a that's a coin flip. <laughs> no, for for example, as you get closer to a so Fed, that's like half people. As you this. get closer to a Fed meeting, it becomes like ninety eight percent probability gotcha. that something's going to happen. But we're doing this early December, looking out to March. Forty four percent is is pretty high, considering like a couple of months ago that was like almost zero. So it's yeah. increased substantially over the last couple of months because. Most people weren't thinking there was going to be much happening until June or July. So the March thing is something that has come onto the, um, that's popped up since, you know, we've had some unemployment data come out, some jobless information, some inflation data. There's been some data coming out that implies that things are going really well and there's no, like, nothing's breaking, which is kind of like. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's, it's basically private. like everyone's like, oh, they're going for a soft landing. Now like, it's did like, we already land? Now, now the consensus is there's there's no landing. It's just like, and there was a landing outside the U.S., like Europe had some pain, whatever, but like we're just going to take right back off and not even have a, anything we, close to a recession. We, we, what was it called? Buzz the, the tower? Yeah, I think we're that's like, a thing. Yeah, that's what I saw skimmed, it in Maverick. Uh, skimmed something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So we need to do, this occurs to me now, is that we probably should do in the next week or two a 2024 predictions episode. And then Reed will make a note of our predictions. See how wrong we and are. then we'll come back in a year and be like, oh, God, that was really bad. We have to remember to come back in a year, though. That's what I'm saying. Nice. Like Reed will need to make a note of this. But um, stay tuned for that episode. We will bring our best predictions for what we think happens next year. But on this, this topic right here, what do you think? Next year, this time, interest rates, they start with a five, start with a four, start with a six, or start with a seven? Uh, Dan, regional banks start with a five. Uh, 30 year mortgage starts with a four. Um, Fanny Freddie, um, agency debt, probably high fours. Yes. This is December, 2024. Yes. And hold, hold him to that. So, um, I'm going to forget tomorrow. So I'm glad so, we so read you're going to make notes of this and, uh, nothing's going to happen one way or the other if we're right or wrong. So, well, I'll be publicly shamed if I'm wrong. And if I'm right, um, praised. 
Well, hopefully. Well, right? well, that's up for the audience to decide. If you want to praise Dan or <laughs> what's, what's the alternative? Uh, publicly shamed. If you want to shame Dan, yeah. um, take to the reviews, Nothing take to the comments. We, we encourage all feedback. I encourage all feedback of Dan. Um, how about you? No, no, I don't encourage that. So let us know how Dan's doing. Um, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs in down. In a year. In a year. In a year. Don't come back tomorrow and be like, where's the fucking rate drops? <laughs> 12 months from now. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. We're, we clearly don't. I'm done. We, we, we have tepid at all the takes, and now they're just ice cold, and I don't know. I'm hungry. I got to go. I don't know. We, we did this for you for people. Dinner. If you want more of it, then smash that like button. Share it with a friend. Do we have a like button on the Yeah. I mean, if you're on YouTube, yeah. If you're on YouTube, and uh, if you're on if, iTunes, if you're on your there iTunes, there is a there's a way you can leave a five star review by okay. going up to the little the little hamburger in the corner and pushing that, and then going down. If you're on Audible. Spotify, there's a button there. You do on Audible. Audible, I think you just you swipe up, and then the the ratings will come up, and you can just push one. Okay. You're probably do not listening on Audible though. Things. You're probably listening on Spotify or iTunes. Or I, you YouTube. should be on YouTube because go to YouTube, people, and look at us. Right. We're way better. Um, on camera than we are in person. <laughs> Reed just nodded. Oh, man. Yeah, we need to get him a mic. Okay, no, that's going to do can, for us. Yeah. All right, Goodbye. Godspeed. Um. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.